This is where the story of Passover becomes the Exodus. This is the fast forward version. So the Jews were slaves in Egypt. God hears their groans, sent Moses to deliver them from Pharaoh. There were plagues, the blood of lambs on the door, hurried final meal without leaven, death angel killing the firstborn in every home that didn't have the blood on the door, and boom, we're caught up. If you were there, it would be impossible to forget. But God wants us to actually feel what it was like every single year. So here's what God said about Passover night, just so you know, which would be tonight. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years on that very same day. Now, think about that. 430 years earlier, God said to Abraham, your people are going to go into slavery, but then I'm going to bring them out. On the very same day, he said the words 430 years later. The cemetery. It Mm. came to pass that all the armies of Jehovah went out from the land of Egypt. Now, I want to throw you back to the very first break we did. Remember, I told you it's all about a person. It's not about a story. That's right. That feels like yesterday now, but I do remember. It does. Yeah. You remember the Pharaoh was afraid <laughs> and didn't have all the details. So we went to Josephus and to tell us that, you know, he was afraid of this uh, this figure rising up to be this this right. next Hebrew king rising up to take over Egypt. And so he killed all the baby boys. Yeah. And what was he trying to do? Why did he kill the boys instead of the girls? He's trying to kill this leader and he's trying to and kill the army. that army. Yeah. So here we are. Fast forward time of Moses, so you've got 80 years, and what comes out of Egypt, he was not able to stop any of it, (laughs) not Moses, and who comes out of Egypt, but two million people, the armies of the Lord, and this is how God sees it, he sees the whole thing going on, so, uh, and the verse continues, it's a night of solemn observance to Jehovah for bringing them out of the land of Egypt, this is that night of Jehovah a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations, or if you will, all Israelites in future generations must keep watch on this night since it's dedicated to Jehovah. So this particular night, this night is a special night. Mm-hmm. So why do you have Passover? Well, it's because this night has been set apart by God, not by man, right? but by God. So it's up to you if you want to honor what he said. I'm just telling you what he did. In world history, these events take place about 3,500 years ago. 430 years earlier, God had made that promise to Abraham, then kept it to his descendants to the day. And God says it's important to him that we remember what he did and when he did it to the day. Yeah. So here's my question to you. Are you a child of Israel? In Romans 11, Paul tells Gentiles who by definition are not children of Israel, (laughs) that the Jews are in unbelief for a time so that salvation could be extended to the Gentiles. But just as the branches were broken off to allow for them to be grafted in, the Jews too can be grafted back at any time. Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew, was, was and is the Jewish Messiah. He didn't come to form a new religion or to create Christianity. No. You understand? He lived and died and rose again as a Jew. Messianic Jews today, which simply means Jews who have found their Messiah, are Jews who have accepted Yeshua as the Messiah, just like the disciples and the apostles did. Meanwhile, Gentiles were grafted in to covenant relationship through Israel. 
Jesus is the tree. We are his body mm. made up of both Jewish believers and Gentile believers. The church does not replace Israel ever. It can't exist without them. When God says, this is that night of Jehovah, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations, he's talking to us. Mm-hmm. Fast forward from Egypt 1,500 years to Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago. It's Passover, the night of solemn observance. Jesus and his disciples are doing what they were asked to do, eating the meal the Israelites had eaten before they left Egypt. Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. As they take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That's the verse. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So whether you are Jewish or a Christian, God has asked his body, the church, to focus on this date. Yes. And remember what he did on it. Mm-hmm. And there are rules for how to remember. So I appreciate it. It is Friday. It is Good Friday, as they say. But no, it's Passover. This is the day he died on the cross. Yeah. And it wasn't on a Friday back then, but it's irrelevant. The point is, this day on our calendar this year is Passover. Passover is the one time a year we must forget that we're all unique. Passover is never about what happened to someone or someone that did something back then. It's about what happened to me in Egypt, Mm. what happened to me at the cross, me in the Garden of Eden. Passover isn't a history story. It's a realization that you are in the story, and the story is about you. Yeah. So it's Passover evening tonight. The death angel is coming. That's what. That's how we look at the night ahead. And of course, we look at it very differently. Because I mean, with great joy and excitement, and and you know, reality, <laughs> so, the somber is appropriate. Right. The firstborn in all the land of Egypt were going to die. Even in the Jewish homes, there was fear. Placing blood on the door had never prevented death before. I mean, who does that? If you were the firstborn in Egypt, would you have slept with a death angel in town? I'm thinking, boy, sleep apnea, that's, it's worse than that. <laughs> if you were a mother, would you have slept that night? Not one bit. For the next 1,500 years, this watch night became a tradition. You stay up all night and you pray for obvious reasons. When you think about the Garden of Gethsemane, this is that night. Yeah. This gives a much deeper meaning to the request Jesus made. He's the firstborn son. Could you not tarry even one hour? It's 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 watch night. Come on, boys. You, you guys have grown up with this. Yeah. You're supposed to pray tonight. This yeah. is your night. He asked them to keep watch with him. It's watch night. The death angel is coming for him later on the cross. You may be thinking about yourself, the same thoughts they were thinking in Egypt. You know the depths of your sin, and just one can destroy you. Plus, you're born in sin, thanks to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. How can the death of that tiny lamb remove their great sin or your great sin? Well, it couldn't, actually. The Bible says pretty clearly in, in Hebrews and then in Leviticus, for it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Right. So the priest, says, shall make atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. That's in Leviticus 4. The root of the word atonement in Hebrew is kafar, which means covering. Yeah. It's like a bandage. A band-aid, you know? It could cover the problem, but it can't fix or remove it. But it covers it. So the blood can cover. Sacrifices pointed only to the one who could remove sin, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood one time to remove sin forever. We've been sanctified, here's Hebrews 10, 
We've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God. So we're talking about something different there, right? Here the verbiage is different too. The phrase take away in verse 11 there is translated from the Greek peririo, which does kind of convey the idea of removal. It's taking away. So that's consistent with the use of atonement in the Old Testament as the Levitical sacrifices foreshadowed the final sacrifice of Christ. So animal sacrifices could only cover sins. They couldn't remove them. So remembering Passover helps us see Jesus more clearly and better grasp all that he did for us and all of humanity. So we've talked about these guys are leaving as the great army, right? They're leaving Egypt and they're getting ready for the next phases of what God has for them. So how does that translate to the cross, the death of Jesus and the resurrection? We're going to look at the next watch night and what happened three days later.